Hello, Internet, and welcome to Say Report Junior, the podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. I am one of your co-hosts, Zach Sarawick. And I'm your other co-host, Dale Decker. That's what? all my energy for the that, week. Goodbye, I mean... everybody. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. It's you. Tired. You, you, sounded, you <laughs> sounded like you tried to have the same energy that I had for our 50th episode. I, I'm like, never going to match that up. I can't. Good <laughs> evening. I almost, I almost did, just did the Good Morning Vietnam thing, but I've never <laughs> seen that movie. I, so the I only, literally, the only thing I know about that movie is Good <laughs> Morning Vietnam. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so I could have done it, and it would have been fine. Oh, That's good man. to know. It's like it's one of my friends like favorite movies. One of my friends from college, he was like he loved that movie. There were days when he would just put it on, and yet I still never bothered to sit <laughs> down and watch, watch it, it with him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there there are certain movies where I haven't seen them for so long that it feels weird to be like, yeah, I should watch it now, or I should keep the streak going, <laughs> like Beetlejuice. There are there are also like I want to I want to put more effort into seeing some more Robin Williams movies in my time, mm. because like I've heard nothing but great things about The World According to Gart from 1982. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's. I hear it's fantastic, and yep. I still have not sat down to watch it yet. Yep. Um, what is what or is this show? Mrs. What is Doubtfire. this? Doubtfire. Sh- I've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Hold on. Yeah. I was about to segue away from this, but hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to know what the best scene in Mrs. Doubtfire is? Because it's none of the ones you're thinking of. Okay. The best scene in Mrs. Doubtfire is the opening when he is standing in a recording studio recording both voices for a cartoon. Beautiful. <laughs> That's the best scene in the whole movie. You don't have to watch the rest of that movie at all. Okay, well, that, good to know. That, that and Matilda's in it. Mara Wilson's in it. I guess oh, she's... Oh, really? Yeah, she's the huh. little... It was like right before Matilda, so that was like one of her first roles was yeah. as his daughter in that. Um, all right. But anyway, <laughs> anywho, what what is this, I was, it was going to be, what is this show we do? What are we doing? What's going on? Oh, are we explaining <laughs> oh. what the Say Report Junior is? No, I was <laughs> just like, I can't, like, I don't know how we, we so quickly just fell into, let's talk about Robin Williams. I don't know how that happened. Oh. I would have a lot of energy. I'm back. I'm working again. It was so funny. I was um, stream testing with Devin earlier today. Yep. Uh, which spoiler alert, everybody watch the Say Report Twitch channel for around Friday sometime. Something is coming. Something might be coming. <laughs> but I was testing some things with Devin earlier, and uh, I just I had no energy while we were doing it. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. We was like we were like halfway through a game of something, and like a, a just I couldn't talk anymore. But I also said to him, I I just had to work for two days in a row for the first time in like three months. And like, yeah. I like my body just couldn't handle it apparently because yeah. I woke up at ten o'clock. So no, I mean I get it. It's also the game that you were playing. Did you mention what game you were playing? I don't no, know I wasn't should... sure if we were supposed to spoil no, it or not. We should save it. The game that okay. you were playing is definitely one of those games where, um, boring with one person, kind of okay with two people you really need to have four people yeah the only reason the only reason Um, it can be fun with two people is if the computer players that replace the other people are just obnoxious yes yeah by the way if anybody listens to our show and say report they know what we're talking about because they talked about it on the say report but i like this idea that we're not going to say it just to see who understands it and who's not. We're well, going to yeah. get super esoteric between us and the Say Report now. <laughs> well, I don't uh, want to be the ones who spoil it for everybody for Friday. So I'm not 
I'm yeah, I can't remember if they said anything on the. I'm just. I'm still listening to the episode, so I don't even know if they <laughs> talk about it at the end. Awesome. <laughs> yes, we are not going to mention. Just stay tuned for Friday. We'll we'll give you the channels and stuff again yes. at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, oh, but at, otherwise, how how have you been? I've been, I've good. been working. You've I've been, been working. doing very little. So how have you been? Uh, I've been good. I've been working as well. Um, I. Wait, is that this week? Yes, because I told you when we went for drinks on Saturday night. Um, I this I, is we've discovered the first problem with now that we're in the same place and we can see each other in real life <laughs> is we forget when we've talked about things yes. on an episode or not. <laughs> it's okay though because I like resharing stuff because I feel like you always learn something more. It's like rewatching a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I learned that I've been bowling wrong. My whole life. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, I still don't understand the physics of this, but that's why I'm an English student. Yeah, no, like... it's, it's fine. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't understand the, the physics either. So, quick story before I get into the three movies that I saw over the over the last week. Um, I have mentioned before on the show that I have a weird arm, uh, as I affectionately call it, in that I broke my arm when I was five in BJ's wholesale store store, uh, from running and sliding because I was an impressionable child and Devin was running and sliding. And when he had had the forethought to stop, I did not. I like the um, subtle way of blaming Devin for all of this. This is all (laughs) Devin's fault. No, I... he was just too cool. That's the problem. <laughs> he was too cool, and he was my older brother. And I was like, "Yeah, I could do that too if he could do it." And no, I couldn't because I fell and broke my wrist. And uh, it it didn't heal correctly. I don't think, or they didn't set it correctly. I don't really know what happened. I just I think it didn't heal correctly. So. When... Doctor looked at it and went, eh, she's a kid. She'll grow back into that yeah. bone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <She'll> grow... <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a cool purple and pink cask, though. Yeah. Um, so it it healed weird so that now my hand is kind of like cockeyed uh, if I put it out flat. Um, so when I bowl, like, and I when I say my whole life, this was really, I really discovered this in college because me and a couple of friends uh, usually on Thursday nights would go f- bowling in our in our you know last year of college because it was something fun to do. There was a bowling lane not there, a bowling alley not too far from the college, so we would go have fun, have some drinks, and have a good time. And I realized as I was bowling <clears throat> that when I bowled because I bowl with my right hand, which is the arm that I that I broke. Um, it's weird. This is a really quick segue. I play sports with most, mostly with my right arm, except for hockey, where I am a lefty, and I don't know why. <laughs> Do you also golf facing? I think the other so. direction for left-handed, because that the only thing that's the only other comparable sport I could think of where you're holding I, like a I think I club would, or a yeah. stick or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think I bowl lefty or um, <laughs> golf lefty as well. Probably feels more comfortable to golf lefty. Um, but yeah, at most every other sport, I am a right righty. Um, so, so I bowled my right arm and there were times, obviously like my hand gets tired easily, uh, because my, my wrist is, you know, not how it's supposed to be technically. So, um, I thought it was just my wrist getting tired or whatnot, but you know, through the game, 
you know, my my frames would get worse and worse as the game progressed and it's partially because my arm was getting tired so i had to switch to a lighter ball but it was also because where i was standing my wrist would be put, putting a permanent uh curve and a permanent spin on the ball so i wasn't standing in the right way and then i realized that if i stood to the right of the lane it would curve the way that i wanted it to so I started bowling like that and was fair, you know, getting a couple strikes here and there. Again, I'm just having fun, so I'm not really paying attention to it. And this is also like the problem with bowling. Like I have been bowling once in the last like few years. It's not something you do often enough that you would notice yes, if you could exactly. like improve upon that. Exactly. <laughs> like... And like when I say we were going uh, bowling, it wasn't every week. It was like once or twice a month. You know, it was frequent enough to say, yeah, I bowled in college, but it wasn't, you know, a routine. So, and also, I was with my friends and we were just goofing her off anyway, so I wasn't focused on it. Now that I am in a league and I am bowling every single week for three hours almost, um... It's, you know, I am focusing on my thing. The league is just for fun. It's not, you know, no cash prizes or anything like that. I think I get a ball at the end of it, so that's really exciting. But it's just for fun. But my boss is on my team, and he bowls in, like, true leagues. Like, he bowls every single week. He has a true league. So he, like, knows how to kind of coach in bowling. So I've been noticing how I bowl more, and I'm like, okay, this right standing on the right side of the lane is not working. And what if my teammates was like, just just bowl on the left, bowl on the left, see what happens. And I did, and I proceeded to bowl the best night of my life ever. <laughs> that kind of makes me wonder what type of bowler your boss is in his other leagues <laughs> well so <laughs> you're like so, he bowls in other leagues but apparently he's been teaching me wrong the yeah, whole time well the, <laughs> so i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because i basically told him hey i've tried it i can't do it this is how i need to bowl and i think that's what he was going off of right so he didn't have the other information to go against it. He's not, he, you so, know, he's not and, a sociopath. He's not calculating exactly, the physics of your bowling exactly, strikes. <laughs> exactly. But he also, there were a lot of times where I would do something and then he'd be like, try moving this way. And then I would get a strike. So he is a good teacher. I just wasn't giving him the, the like, I was basically just telling him, this is how I need to bowl. Work with this. I wasn't saying... Yeah, whatever, you know? <laughs> um, I basically never gave him the option of of me going left. And he is on vacation, and I cannot wait for, not tomorrow, but next week when I bowl, and do not tell him why am I, I'm on the left and just see him, like, shit oh, his Oh, man. <laughs> Love the idea of you gaslighting your boss over a bowling game. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I was, like, joking around. I'm like, this is this is insane. I don't think I've ever bowled. I bowled a 102, then a 155, and then a 140, which I, <laughs> like, never before. 
I've only ever gotten into like the 120s, maybe. <laughs> That's still pretty good. I mean, the problem with bowling, it's always so weird, like when bowling scores vary, because the problem is that the spares and the strikes add on to yes. previous scores. Yeah. So you can do so. So if you get nine pins every frame <clears throat> and never get a strike or a spare, you've got a 90. Yes. Which is still feels like it would be a consistently pretty good score. Yeah. But if you never get the strike or the spare to get those additional points, it looks like you did worse. Yeah. So someone who gets a 90 and someone who gets a 120 can probably be, are actually probably Similar. not far off from each other. Yeah, no. It, it's just whether the or not whole, you get those, those add-ons. The so. whole scoring side of bowling really doesn't make sense to me i know it's, it's the really best. difficult it's for me to so understand. crazy i love it <laughs> oh god i it's so and i and every week i'm like okay so so what just happened okay so what just happened there like i got a spare but it didn't oh um nope i'm lost i'm just gonna keep bowling like i can't I it's, know what a it's, handicap it's bowling. is now. I know what a handicap in bowling is now. It's basically just pins added to your pins. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's easy. Yeah, it's like a, it's the grading curve of bowling. Yeah, it um, really is. I love it because it's like bowling on its own. Not You don't need to be the most physically fit athlete to, to bowl. No. Which is why, partially, why it's great. But also, it feels like when someone was figuring out that scoring system, they were like, okay, they're going to laugh at us that we're not really, like, exerting ourselves to play bowling. So what if we made them put expo exponential math into their, into their scoring? So now it's just like... It's like the nerdiest sport for people who can't. We're like, going to be mental athletes. We're gonna, this is, yeah, I know it looks like we're just swinging a big old ball at some pins, but guess what? I mean, you got to be like half nerd to play this game, it, my dude. It then takes... we created systems that do the scoring for us and nobody has to know how to do it yeah. anymore. So like immediately took that right out of the equation. It's, it's crazy though. It really does take a lot of skill. Like professional bowlers, like they get all my credit. They get a lot of credit from me. Because that's is hard work. <laughs> oh yeah, no, work. I mean that's the thing. I can sit here and laugh at it. I'm also not a good bowler. Oh, let's be very clear. I'm also I can't not a wait great bowler. Until we go bowling, we should just go hit up EP Lades at some oh, point. The God. fact that we haven't yet, oh. let's go see a movie at the two dollar theater. I'm, I'm down. And then go over to EP Lades. <laughs> it'll be down. like it'll be just like a high school thing. It'll be just like when I was in high school, and that's what we would do because we were bored and nowhere else to go. <laughs> I'm so down. Let's do it. God, I definitely just named my senior year. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh. brilliant. Oh man. So yeah. So that's that's what I. That was like crazy to me. That was a really big thing. Is that oh I can I can bowl on the left and not have my I 100% was like bowling based on my arm, and I didn't need to. It's like this weird like. Oh, this thing that I thought was holding me back for all these years actually isn't. No, you just gotta you just gotta shift a little bit my and you're good. Arm and bowling. <laughs> weird, weird shit. Um, but the other stuff, the other the other uh, cool things I got to do. So I saw three movies in the past week. Um, I saw Missing Link, Hellboy, and Beach Bum. Okay, see, I was wondering what that third movie was going to be. Yes. We're going to talk about all three of those, especially because I've no, I've only, I know Beach Bum <laughs> as a poster. So we're going to yep. talk about that. So uh, I did not do much this week. 
So let me run down that list real quick, okay, and then cool. we're going to get deep awesome. in those movies. Good. I cannot wait. <clears throat> so the <laughs> only other good show to come out from CBS All Access, sorry if anybody's a fan of the Good Wife spinoff that's on there, but the only, <laughs> the only good... The only other good show to come up on CBS. Uh, Yes, The Good Fight. Oh, God. Uh, But uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone premiered uh, on April 1st. Yes, the comedian. I've watched three episodes. I've not watched the fourth one yet. Mm. Um, All three of them are very good. One of them is just not as good as the other two, which is sad because it's the remake remake that they did of uh, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Yeah. Is Is still very good. But of the three of them, it is the one that is very much um, what if, you know, let's make a Twilight Zone episode mm-hmm. as opposed to let's tell a story with like a social uh, fable added to it, like the way that they actually wrote Twilight Zone episodes, all of that. Uh, we'll get into it. But <laughs> um, I have been happy with it. And what makes me the happiest of it is that it is considered the fifth season of the Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. it is still hmm. credited as created by Rod Serling. You know, CBS is the one that had the rights to it so like that is all still tech like this isn't like when twilight zone is remade with um forest whitaker in the 2000s um this is very much the fifth season of the twilight zone which i really like that's cool um and then i think the first episode's available on youtube it's called the comedian it's with kamel nanjiani yeah i've been meaning to watch it it's it's great uh i i really like it um but the and the thing with um nightmare at thirty thousand feet Again. That's one of my favorite. Because that's a little gremlin on the wing, Yes, that is the gremlin on the wing, which was originally William Shatner. And then with the movie, it was John Lithgow. Okay. Two people who are great over actors. Yeah. Uh, For this episode, it's Adam Scott, who can do, like, neurotic very well. Mm -hmm. But the other thing they did, and this is where my weird text to you comes in, is that the gremlin is a podcast now. So what they did in the episode is instead of him seeing a gremlin on the wing, he sits uh. in the seat and there is an iPod stuck to the inside, stuck to the inside, like the thing, the thing, the thing in front, thing in front of, in front of him, and he starts listening to it, and it's, it's a like true crime uh, podcast episode that is t- about the flight he is on. So it's like so he keeps hearing things that are about to happen on the flight, and he's like running around the plane trying to tell everybody that something terrible is going to happen, and nobody believes him, and he's like increasingly getting worse and worse trying to like convince everybody that something bad is about to happen on the plane. So the Gremlin is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's that... not. It's it's not as bad. It 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 does not sound as good as the Gremlin on the Wing. I will admit it plays off better. Yeah. Like when you actually watch it, it's because okay. Adam Scott's acting is so good. But uh, the other thing is that the episode is written by Glenn Morgan, who used, who wrote some of the best episodes of The X-Files. And it definitely okay. feels like an X-Files episode versus a Twilight Zone episode. Okay. Like, that's how I'll put it. This is the guy that wrote um, in season 11, the, the, the reboot season that came out, or like the, you know, 20 years later season that came out. He wrote the best episode of that season with the lizard man um, who turns into who also starring Camille Nanjiani, actually. Um, but it was actually about a lizard man who turns into a man during the day and not the other way around. Oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> and in the original series, he wrote um, he wrote some of the best episodes of, like, the best, like, funny episodes of The X-Files is what he would write. So um, that it ends up having that feeling to it, which is why it's not as good as the other two, but I think still, like, a pretty decent, you know, hour of television. Um, yeah. So I watched that, and so, like, 
if you know anytime so if, if they're starting to work on the stuff that's going to make like cbs all access better like a better deal mm-hmm. but i would still wait to see like the new picard show they're working on and stuff like that before if like you're still on the fence about it yeah um i know that we have been yeah <clears throat> so. but i would like I, what i would do is i would watch the comedian on youtube since it's a free episode might as well watch that because like the set the third episode replay <laughs> like right up on that same level. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. What else did I do this week? Oh, I started watching Abby's. Yeah. On, on NBC. Yeah. Which is like millennial cheers. It so... really is. It's a delight. <laughs> it's, it's delightful. It's so, cute. I like it. I do, yeah. I think it's got, it's got bones to like grow yeah. from where it is. I hope it really gets its shot. They know it was that like mid season. Mm. I didn't realize NBC still did sweeps, but they're definitely still doing sweeps because yeah. this is, this is that same first season slot that Parks and Rec got. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping it gets that benefit of the doubt and gets like a second season and is allowed to like grow. There it is. I don't see it lasting long, though. I Probably. really don't. And it like, I, I, but here's the thing about shows like new shows. I don't ever see any of them lasting long because it's not TV is so different than what it was when like Cheers came out or when, um, throw out another like everybody loves Raymond well I mean every some reason that was on my brain um kind of and I I say this uh, I mean I don't know if I've ever talked about how much I love Scrubs on this show but as a huge fan of Scrubs kind of everything Scrubs was the one that really sold the idea of the one camera sitcom to people like the no no live studio audience one camera Mm -hmm. a lot of sets a lot of moving around and so like as as shows like that and then of course the office yeah. being adapted for the US and Parks and Rec and all of these shows now that like you don't generally get a studio audience one set a couple of cameras thing anymore mm-hmm. uh so i it's weird though because we do also still have big bang theory <laughs> in yeah, its last that, season right now come, yeah i think that's the longest running like modern <clears throat> sitcom i mean we have longer run we have longer running shows like blue bloods has been lo- running for super long but like as far as sitcoms right like big bang theory is the longest running modern day one if i'm uh, i can't think of another uh, one. is modern family still going oh it is yes okay so modern family... but modern family is in the same vein as like parks and rec and, and stuff like that yes. big bang theory is definitely the last like big one that was like the standard old school sitcom setup yeah. and what's like... strange is that abby seems to be trying to work off of a nostalgia for that but it mm. hasn't gone away yet <laughs> yeah it's... like <laughs> it really like I, I love the whole thing about Abby's is that it's filmed in a live outdoor audience. That's really cool to me. Um, but it also, like, just, like, talking about it now, it, it brings up memories of Undateable. I don't know if you watched Undateable. Uh, no, but I actually talked to Devin about this over the weekend because okay. we were talking about Abby's and stuff, and he brought up Undateable as yeah. well. So he and I have not talked about it, so that's super funny because usually – we bring See, it up another because problem. we have a conversation I... with each other about it. This is a but... this is a problem also a problem with being able to hang out with you and Devin separately. Now all <laughs> of our conversations are, me- are coming. They're just all of the same They're thing. Draining around into each other. Um anyway. no, so the the like it, it it thinking about it now as we are recording, it does bring up these memories of Undateable because Undateable was always it was in f- filmed in front of an audience, blah 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 blah. 
And it, it was, you know, it did feel like a Cheers-esque show, but except, except instead of sitting at the bar, they were sitting at a table. And, but it was still, it still had that Cheers feeling, at least to me. Um, and I, and when Undateable came out, I wasn't like as into Cheers as I have currently become into Cheers, but it really did have that, okay, everybody here knows each other, like, this is where everybody feels at home, blah, 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 blah. And then Undateable went live. And it worked for a little while, and then it fizzled out. <clears throat> and it's like, this is, you guys could have lasted. I have no doubt in my mind that Undateable could have lasted if they didn't go live, which is really sad. Because going live was such a cool experiment that I wish worked. Well, it's funny you should say that because it's an experiment that was already tried. Mm. The uh, Drew Carey show, yes, back in its in its uh, toward its later years, uh, while when um, Drew Carey show and whose line is in anyway mm-hmm. were like lined up with each other and this like weird height of weird sitcoms for I think it was ABC that was airing them. Yeah, um, they did that. They did a couple of episodes. Uh, I think two, like you uh, like one per season, but they were like. I think they only did it two, maybe three times, where they did a live broadcast of just an episode. Mm. Um, and so it's weird. And, and they were okay. Like, they they were best known as, like, these were – it was a weird experiment. This is also around the time that Third Rock from the Sun was like, we're going to do special episodes in 3D. And they did, like, a 3D – they, like, did this whole thing where they got people to get 3D glasses for their house. And they aired an episode in 3D, and it was weird. <laughs> God, I missed – I missed TV in the early 2000s. <laughs> but – um it's just strange to me that like I cannot imagine that the Drew Carey show live episodes were like so beloved that someone would look at that and go, let's do a whole season of that. <laughs> and, I know, and I know like, um, oh, I don't, I don't remember what show it was. Uh, I don't remember, but it was like more recently and they did like, it was a big deal that they were doing a live, uh, episode and like episodes here and there make sense to do them live because it's like we're gonna do it why not we can and it just i really wish it worked out for undateable but it it, i don't know it's so i wish it i wish they had could get a better grasp on it because i think live anything is way more fun to watch (laughs) it's interesting because it's like right and the thing is first off you're talking about there being two broadcast of the episode because they had to do an east coast and a west coast mm-hmm. um yes but then you also have to kind of create a situation where either i mean you're talking about basically turning a sitcom into a play at that point which is you need to <laughs> something yeah, that happens on sit- <laughs> right something that happens on sitcoms and i cannot believe i know this because i watched i'm gonna admit this now seen some behind the scenes stuff with friends before because mm. when those scares came out on dvd we were like so hyped on friends and also i've done the idea of dvd extras <laughs> that we would watch the behind the scenes stuff but they do things where like they might write a joke and play the joke and then the joke doesn't work and so they turn around for 10 minutes and write a different joke and reshoot the scene yeah and you can't do that with a live episode of a show <laughs> yeah. so like if the yeah. thing you write even if it's delivered perfectly and the one take if the thing you write does not get a laugh no going back (laughs) so but i feel yeah i and i and i mean to go back to the abby's thing it's 
I don't know. I don't know why they feel really similar. It's because they're both about bars and they're both about people being at home at the bar. But if Undateable didn't last, I really don't think that... It, it's, it's hard to say. They need to... What Abby needs to do right now is work on its characterization of everybody. Yes. Like right now they are relying on... You don't yeah. know these characters, so they, you're just relying on the stuff coming out of their mouths, mm-hmm. which is pretty okay. And like it's definitely got the, the bones for something stronger. But until they start adding to the characterization it's like it's pretty much like what it is right now yeah it really is because there there are certain situations where i'm like i don't know how i feel about you you're kind of just a person right and the like the my favorite character on it is the bouncer i don't remember his name but he's the bouncer. He wanted to wear open-toed shoes. Yes. I don't remember his and that's name. Another thing. See, that's another problem is that uh, you're right. I don't remember everybody's name yeah. yet. I, <laughs> like, I know Abby. I watched three Bill. episodes of that show in a row. And guess what? I did not remember everybody's name. I think so. I know. I remember. I know the, Abby, Bill, and Frank. And Rosa. I remember free alcohol Rose. day Danny. And I yes. don't even recognize and that she's in one episode. Yep. And uh, Skip. And Skip. And who, Dale. She's not in there the was a guy episode. named Dale. So yeah. I'm gonna remember Dale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But, it's it's such a it's a I like the show, but it's such a weird show right now. Right now, yes. So I'm waiting to see what happens. I also love the fact that they are definitely like that Neil Flynn is their get for this app for this show. Mm. That like the most famous out of all of them. I recognize all of them. The woman playing Abby is in the later seasons of Parks and Rec. Yep. yep. Um the 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 barback, her her the other bartender yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. She has on, she used to write, she might even still do it. She used to write for Cracked. And so when Cracked oh. was doing a lot of video stuff before they kind of completely canceled all of that, she was actually part of the cat, the cast that was supposed to be rotated into one of their more popular video shows. And then as soon as she got rotated in, Cracked also was like, oh, by the way, we're canceling all of our video stuff and we're not yeah. doing YouTube anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad she's getting work. So I recognize her. But I love Cracked so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, is Cracked that video, that YouTube video thing where it's the people sitting in a, around a table and they yes. discuss stuff? Well, I mean, yes, that's I After Hours. That. Really? I, I loved After oh, Hours. I, I hate After, loved hours. After Hours. But that was, the, that was literally the video, like, she was going to be part of the new cast of that. Oh, okay. Like, the last couple of episodes, they were, like, introducing them, and then yeah. Cracked around was like, oh, we're not doing YouTube anything anymore, and canceled all of their shows. I yeah, loved no. After Hours. After Hours really bugged me. I don't know why. Hate is a strong word. I don't want to say I hate it, but like there was just something about those four people sitting in and doing a freaking that '70s show roundtable, and I'm like, I don't know. I can't do it. Maybe it's because people in college were watching it, and it's just like it was everywhere. And I see, just, yeah, I see, I didn't discover it same... until. I didn't discover it until much later and like I went back and like watched all of it yeah, in like no. one sitting. I'm like, so. I can't. I don't you guys aren't likable. But anyways, <laughs> let's let's not get down that uh, rabbit hole. Let's let's go to a different thing. Anyway, but, uh anyway, uh, the, the other woman, reason I the woman who drinks Chardonnay is was in Zoe 101 and she's also in episodes. So like it makes Beth. me happy to her see her. Her name is Beth. I did Beth. catch that one. Okay. And Frank is Frank from I don't know, he's Malcolm in the Middle. Dad, I'm Malcolm in the Middle. Dad, I'm Malcolm in the Middle is Brian Cranston. Nope, nope. Hold on. He's the dad on something. On the Middle, middle. which is actually what I was the about to middle. talk about. Yes. Which is actually what I was about to talk about. I've, I, it's, 
we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this now. So while I'm at work, <laughs> if I do an opening shift at work, which is eleven forty-five to five, mm-hmm. we have free form on. Oh, beautiful. So here's the thing with free form. They've got their original stuff that plays around, you know, seven and eight o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. When it's not that, they are playing the middle. either a Disney movie <laughs> or Shrek. And I don't mean I don't mean the Shrek movies. I mean they are playing Shrek one. Because there's <laughs> apparently a weird TV rights problem with Shrek two and three that they can own, that they can't pretty much you can't they can't play Shrek two and three on TV. After? They can play four. Whichever which one has Rumpelstiltskin? Uh, forever after. Forever, yes. So they can play so that was on the other day. <laughs> but like they can only play Shrek one or Shrek four. They are not allowed to play Shrek two and three. So you have so what will happen while I'm stuck at work for hours is I'm watching Freeform and I'm either watching a Disney movie or Shrek or then then another Disney movie. Then Shrek will come out again. But from like one o'clock to five o'clock every day is a four hour run of the middle. Awesome. Just right there in the middle of the day. <laughs> one o'clock to five o'clock. When else are you middle. gonna play it? So I watch eight episodes of the middle if I'm sitting at home. <laughs> I'm sitting at work in the middle of the day. That's fantastic. And oh my god, I like that show. <laughs> I, I do too. There's there's legit there were there were times in like school and stuff or even just at home, like it's just on. Somehow it's on. I don't even know how it gets on. Or like it would be playing at the 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 doctor's office or something. And it's just like, yeah, this is enjoyable. I like I like this family. They're kind of annoying, but they're a family still. Right. Like I like it, them. Also, the daughter plays Star in Star versus the Forces of Evil. Oh, does she really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, but really- I, I love that Leo Flynn is so different from who he is on yes. Scrubs in that show, and that he gets working, that he got consistent work for all those mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other thing that makes me laugh is that you mentioned that you confuse it with Malcolm in the Middle. You want to know why? Cause it's because the they use the same. No. Yeah, it's because they use the same damn font on the title card. Oh. The middle is basically it's like someone took Malcolm in the middle, it just kept Malcolm in the off the front of it and stuck that on a screen. Wait, isn't <laughs> the youngest son also from Malcolm no, in the Middle? No, he just looks like Dewey from <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle. What has he also I, been Oh my god. He, is... I don't know because the thing is the kid that played Dewey would be like 20 by the time the middle yeah, came on. Yeah. So That's so crazy. That's the other part to it oh is that god. that show might as well like you could take a couple of the characters from Malcolm in the Middle and stick them in that show. They're largely changeable. But I just look, because I noticed that the other day when it came on for the fourth time in front of me. And I was like, that's that's the Malcolm in the Middle font. They just took Malcolm in the, off the front of it. That's and stuck the middle on the front screen. Oh my God. That's, br- <laughs> that's oh. my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen, I have seen, 10 episodes of that show now in the last two weeks. And before that two weeks, zero. Oh, I had God. seen zero episodes. That's amazing. Jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> and, let me think. What else have you been doing? Uh, other than that, um, I know that Brendan Fraser month is coming up for the Say Report. Yes. Yep. So I won't totally step on their toes. But Doom Patrol, if if. Devin gets the trial or whatever yeah. of DCU to, to watch that. Watch it with him because I need oh, someone I'm else to watch to. the show. Oh, I'm definitely going to. I need someone else to watch the show because I still 
10 episodes in now, nine episodes in now, I still don't know how I feel about it, but I can't stop watching. Okay. I'm definitely All enjoying right. it, but also, I there is, let me, there's the best way to pitch this. <laughs> episode eight is about, it's called, it, first off, every episode is called blank patrol like that's how they're all titled and yes there is a dog episode that is titled paw patrol just so you know (laughs) oh my god so that's the first pitch but there is an episode called danny patrol fantastic danny is a teleporting street that is genderqueer oh don't tell me how that works because i can't figure it out wait it is a street that teleports from place to place that is alive and sentient and genderqueer and so like people who come to live on the street become are like are like supposed to be people who don't seem to fit normal society and have all this place that they're looking for to be home and like there's like a drag like it's full of drag queens and like gender queer folk and all of this stuff it's great and like really awesome when you walk around the street the way the street talks to you is through like signs that are on the windows and oh stuff. God. So like there's entire scenes of this episode where cyborg is talking to the mat to the, the marquee on a stand <laughs> theater. Oh my God. It's just him talking to the marquee and these big bold words pointing back at him, <laughs> having conversation with him. All right. So if that's what, the, what level that's, Doom that's Patrol, like... if that's the level that doom patrol is at, I'm all in. Oh yeah, because that's oh, yeah. fantastic to me. It's it's it. Doom Patrol is like if like what if the like if you took not quite the Teen Titans, a little bit older than that, but not quite the Justice League, and you took them and they were all like too dysfunctional to actually be a superhero team. They were that's too awesome. busy fighting with each other and not know get being able to get their shit together. So they're college um, students. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, they're the thing is though. It, it, the other thing that's going on in the show is, is a thing they never mentioned. I don't think they ever will. Uh, the five main characters of this show all come from different time periods, basically. Yeah, yeah. There's an actress from the 50s, fighter pilot from the 60s, uh, a robot man who is Brendan Fraser. <laughs> um, he was a NASCAR driver in the 80s. Yeah. Um, there's this girl. Do you know who Diane Guerrero is? You oh. do. You might not realize it. Uh, she was on, I know you haven't seen Orange is the New Black. What was the other show she was on that you have seen? Because I looked it up earlier. Oh, crap. Um... Oh, God, me. What am I doing? Anyway. <laughs> oh, char- God, me. I'll look it up. I'm looking it up as I do this. Um, but her character is, like, from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, like their ages, like, they, they talk about how they all came to live in this mansion, this, like, rundown mansion that they all are, are living in uh, at different time periods. And none of them have aged. Mm-hmm. Like, Diane Guerrero's character should be, like, 70 and she's 21. She just is. Oh, wow. And they just never bother talking about it. They're just like, oh, yeah, Jane came to live at the mansion in the 70s. Doesn't Don't question the fact that she's still 21 <laughs> and it's 2019 because it's very clearly definitely 2019 in the show. They, they, just, don't, they just don't bother explaining it. They kind of just let you go, oh, okay, I get it. So, like, superpowers Future made them ageless stuff. and immortal, whatever. Yeah. It's just a thing. Um Oh, it was a show you talked to me about, too. This is bothering me that I don't remember. Uh, oh, Superior Donuts. Oh. She is um, Sophia. Oh, oh. yeah, Sophia, Superior Donuts. Oh, that is, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So she's playing a character called Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane has 64 uh, personalities, and each one has their own superpowers. Fantastic. So depending on which one is in, is in charge, it changes what power she has. Okay, that's cool. Um, that's cool. 
I'm yeah. down. I'm down that, for Doom Patrol. It's so good. It's so good. And it's just like, it's just like, what if you just took like five of the most dysfunctional people, gave them superpowers, and also they just don't like each other very much, <laughs> and forced them to live together. <laughs> I love it. I'm oh down. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm having such a I'm having such a weird time with it because like it does some of the dumbest stuff and it's doing some really good storytelling and also, like I just like I can't wrap my head around the fact that it's DC and this is supposed to be in the same universe as like Batman and Superman and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's what I have been doing. Yeah. Oh, I also I, I, I beat the messenger. You did beat the um, messenger. I beat the messenger. And I finally beat it because I got a controller that actually works. Nice. I, I will defend the Switch for days and years. I, the second I got a good controller for that, I realized how dumb I was for defending the controllers <laughs> on the Switch forever. I will, however, complain that the Nintendo-branded $25 wired controller does not vibrate and does not have any of the motion stuff in it. So when I went back to play, I, I booted up Breath of the Wild again because, of course, I did. Yeah. And I can't do any of the motion-controlled puzzles in that game oh, with the controller. Oh, no. So I had to, like, take it out of the dock and do stuff. Yeah, it's the weirdest. Nintendo's yeah. weird. They're a pain. They're a pain. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. See, but the play, Messenger was fun. I've been playing Messenger on the PS4 and, like, usually falling asleep during it. <laughs> um, I really like it, but, like I said, I got to the little stone emerald golem guy. So... There have been, the past, like, couple of weeks, I've been playing while Cedric and Devin record their episode for the week, and so far, every time, it's, like, been two or three times, I have fallen asleep in the background of their episode, <laughs> <laughs> and because, and Devin, <laughs> like, I'll wake up, and the messenger will be paused, because <laughs> I pause it when I start to feel sleepy. And Devin, like, the first night, he goes, you fell asleep, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? He goes, I could hear you, like, slowly breathing. <laughs> and there was no other sound coming from the other side of the room. And I go, yeah, I was out. I was out. And then this week, this week they were recording. And he goes, yeah, I, uh, I knew you were asleep because I turned around saw that the messenger was paused and was like, ah, she's just taking a break. That's fine. And then like 10 minutes went by and I turned around again and it was still paused and you were knocked out. And I go, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but it, I don't know if it makes me sleepy or if it's just because it's I'm the brain process. It's the brain processing the required to remember everything that you're supposed to be doing <laughs> in one second of that game. Um, <clears> it's I don't it's know fun. how it is a fun I, game, but I got through that whole game and there were still times where I forgot some of the button presses because yeah. like you have you, you have somehow a limited set of tools. And yet I can't remember that I have any of them. I would go through <laughs> sections and sections of that game and go, oh, shit, I have Shuriken I can throw. Yep. Or like, why am I having such a hard time getting through this room? Oh, crap, grappling hook. Yeah. Why did I forget I had a <laughs> grappling hook button? <laughs> <Why>? So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I'll probably beat that game in another year. So... <laughs> Just in time for the DLC to come exactly. out. Oh, uh, but anyway, yeah. that's been my week. Nice. All sorts of things kind of mixed in there. But you saw three movies. I did see three movies. 
So I'm trying to think of where to start here. So, uh, what is Beach Bum? What am um, Beach Bum? Because okay. I don't know anything about it. The only thing I remember I know is there's a poster, and uh, Matthew McConaughey is there, and like of course because Beach Bum. And then uh, I see Zac Efron, and I wonder what the hell's going on with his hair, and I don't know what's going <laughs> on in this movie. <laughs> okay, so it's funny that we're gonna start with Beach Bum. Um, so, Beach Bum, I don't, you're gonna have to, I, I really don't want to steal Devin's joke about Beach Bum, um, so I'm gonna let you ask him his joke about Beach Bum, I'm gonna let him do it, it is all his, and I'm not gonna talk about it, so I'm sorry, but, Beach Bum <laughs> is, uh, it's basically a, <laughs> a guy, he is a, he writes poems, he is a, he's a writer, and um, he's pretty much just... Wait, wait, wait. What do you say writes poems? Do you mean he's a poet? Or do you mean he's one of those guys that sits on the corner and he's like, give me a word and $5 and he's I'll write a poet. you a poem. He's a oh, poet. Okay. He's a writer. Like, he's... Yeah, I guess he's a poet. Yeah, yeah. We'll just say he's a poet. He writes poems. <laughs> he's a poet. They're weird poems, like, about his penis. But, you know, they're poems <laughs> not, nonetheless. I've, I had to read um, poetry in college. That is not weird for poems. <laughs> <laughs> True. You're yeah. You're not wrong. I've had to hear some weird ones too. Anyway, so he's a uh. he's a poet, and uh, he's he has a bunch of books and all of that, and he pretty much goes the the whole movie is that it's him writing his final novel, pretty much, or just writing the his next novel, or and and someone's like it's not a novel, it's a book of poems. You just need to write it. <laughs> So it's pretty much all of that and kind of seeing how his experiences help him do that and get him to where he needs to go. It's it's a movie that I can't really talk too much about, like, if you haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Because I can't tell you certain things because it'll just take away what the whole story is because it's not told really linear it's very slice of life situation did he fall did matthew mcconaughey fall into some sort of devil's trap where they were like you're gonna make serenity and it's gonna be about a town on an island and it's gonna be kind of weird and then you're gonna make a beach bum and it's gonna sound like your kind of movie but also you're gonna be just like High and drunk the whole time. High and drunk the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not going to experience um, movies very in like the right order this yeah. year, Matthew. You're so, just not. So the, the the thing that I was saying when after we saw it was between the two movies that are about you know beach guys and like you know island you know the island character right. Um. The boating, you know, island life character. Between the two movies, Serenity is the better movie. That is um, so... Because of what I know about Serenity and the way I've heard other people talk about it, that makes me, like, what? How is... It's better than... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't understand. It's not... How did you do that, Matthew McConaughey? How did you make a movie that made someone go, you know what? Serenity was the better movie. <laughs> well, it's also, well, it's because of how they're told, too. It is just a a more, 
they're both told in ways where you don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, but two different meanings of that. Like, Serenity is all about you don't know what the hell is going on because Matthew McConaughey starts to not know what the hell is going on. And it makes you, you know, feel like, I don't know, I know, I think I know what's going on, but I'm going to be wrong in two seconds. Right, trying to figure okay. out what's going on is part of the point cool. of watching yes. that movie and experiencing you, that story. And it yeah. keeps you engaged. Whereas Beach Bum, you don't know what's going on because it's, it's, it makes you feel high. Um, or like it makes you feel disjointed and like it just makes you feel weird and you know it does kind of give you a pseudo like am I fucking imagine what is this real is this really happening in front of me am I hallucinating right now um did that did that just really happen it really does put you in that mindset um which is cool that is cool movie making and that is a really good and interesting thing that someone is able to accomplish and i appreciate it beach bum is one of those movies that has been happening it's it's in that group of movies that have been happening a lot this year where i liked it and i i think devin is on the same page with me here i liked it more as i discussed it as as i as i talked about it because it was time to like kind of let everything sink in, but as I while I was watching the movie, I was like, I don't know if I like this, and I'm kind of sad that I don't like it, because it's do it's doing a lot of really cool things, but you know, I don't let I don't get what's going on. I get what's going on, but it's just like. I don't know how I feel. I don't like how I am feeling right now because <laughs> uh, I'm just <clears throat> sitting here like, what the hell is happening? Is any of this real? I was waiting for the moment of it to be like, and ding, 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 you're awake now. He's been passed out on the beach this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Something Drowning like in his own. Something film. like that. Like... It was just, it was really cool. But they are Serenity and Beach Bum. You, you kind of have to, you know, talk about them together because they are two very, they are two similar characters in a way. You know, they both, they both love the island life, the, you know, boating life, the fishing life, that, you know, that whole thing. They both drink. Uh, Matthew McConaughey in Serenity drinks and is, um, I think, an alcoholic. I think you could say he's an alcoholic. Um... And, you know, Beach Bum, he's drunk and high all the time. That's, that's how he lives his life. And he's like, I just want to have a good time. That is why I'm here. And it's like, okay, cool. Similar that way. Similar in that you guys kind of both have demons, but you're handling it in different ways. And, yeah, I just, you need to see both of them. It's, they're, they're two movies that need to be seen. If you are a f- if you are a fan of Matthew McConaughey and of cinema, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, At the same time, this also sounds like it would be right up there with like 
Swiss Army Man levels mm. of weirdness. Yeah, I'm sure. Because um, I, I still haven't seen that, oh, but I'm oh sure. Oh, God. Would. Talk about a movie that goes some places. Mm. Oh, man. But um, it, did you ever hear <laughs> the theory? I don't think it's even a theory anymore, but the, the theory that, that, that Adam Sandler sometimes makes movies just so he can go on vacation to places. Uh, I have so heard like that. Yes. right so this almost feels like <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey was on vacation on an island somewhere and was like I really need I really need some more money for drinks what if I just went down to the beach and made a couple of movies <laughs> I bet you guys back down here <laughs> around five. Oh man, I don't know it's it's they're really interesting and and I'm I am happy that I can say yeah Beach Bum I I actually enjoyed it after thinking about it. Because I was going to be really sad if I didn't enjoy that movie. Because I was really, really excited to see it based on the poster. And because it's like, this cast is... I love everybody in this movie. and Because they all make me very happy whenever I see them in a film. And just not being happy with those, char- with those actors was going to be really <laughs> sad oh my for God. me. It also just <laughs> occurred to me. I want to see who made this movie now because Matthew McConaughey and Zac Efron were in Paperboy at some point together, too. They were. I want to see that movie so bad. Uh, another one that I have heard nothing but weird things about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Beach Bum, it's it, – I people should see it. If you can if you oh. can see it, see it. Take the opportunity and just sit down and watch it. It's a tight movie. It, Like I said, it feels really weird to watch. But it is a quick and tight movie, and yeah, I can't, I can't wait to actually have a conversation where I can talk <laughs> about it with with you, on air, on air, pff, on, on recording. Air. Yep. Or nope. We're on person, air now. Or even in person. But it's yeah, I'm happy I saw it, and I'm happy that we discussed it. <laughs> good. Very good. Um, and then the other two movies I saw were. Missing Link. Back, back to back. Back to back. <laughs> yes. They were a, it was a double feature of Missing Link and Hellboy. There's and... going to be somewhere to talk about that. Let me think. Hold on. Two creatures. The oh, only ones link. of their kind. They, they <laughs> link. Together in, in the world of man. I got nothing. Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it was, there was a moment during Hellboy where I was like, another weird double feature that really works. <laughs> this is just um, Missing Link, but there's, there's fire i don't know yeah well no because it's it's they both have a lot to do with the hunt quote unquote the hunt <laughs> you know as in like the british hunt yes, the hunt yes like <laughs> as in, as in, hounds, as in hunt. we're gonna send out this animal let us all get on our horses and hunt down the animal together and then drink beer men like that kind of hunt <laughs> Because as someone who just watched the Thor movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh. so, the hunt and the thrill of the hunt. So, um, yeah. And uh, so Missing Link is what we started with. And I didn't really see trailers for it. I might have saw one. And I was excited because it's Leica, and I love. One set, I Leica's. feel like one played before Shazam, but we all kind of collectively wiped Shazam from our memories. As a, per our conversation on Discord earlier, I couldn't remember <laughs> jack all about the movie. It was um, great. So like, um, but 
yeah. it does feel like very very much like I like what I like about Laker films is there always seems to be more depth to them than like the kind of base level thing that's going on. <laughs> like every single Laker film usually gets deeper, deeper and missing link by the sounds of it. And from what it looked like in the trailers, it's a fairly basic story. Oh, it doesn't yes. sound like there's a that's doesn't sound like there's much deeper it. going on. Like I could tell you the themes and morals of that story from the trailer yeah. immediately. Paranorman goes some places uh-huh. and I love it. Coraline goes some places. Box trolls go and Kubo. Like they they you're not wrong. You are a hundred percent right. And that is Missing Link's problem. Is that it is very baseline storytelling and like, yeah, what you see is what you get. And it's boring. And it's that like, okay. Bums me out. This makes me really sad. And I kept um I kept making jokes in my if I hadn't seen Smallfoot, I think Missing Link would have been intolerable. Um, because it was just there was nothing to grab onto. I loved um the Missing Link, Susan, which is what he calls himself. Um, Zach Galifianakis plays Susan. And I loved him. Loved, loved, loved him. He was the thankfully <laughs> the best part of the movie but without having the knowledge of smallfoot in my head where i could make jokes of you know hey they're going to this. i mean it's in the trailer they they're going to the yeti area blah 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 like, yeah. we devin and i were making jokes about smallfoot in our cuz during the movie they just kingdom heart style walk into small yeah, smallfoot and much. just like, like it just it just felt like we were watching the other side of smallfoot it was really it was funny but the thing about missing link is that every time i thought it was about to go deeper or or have more um like depth and like more character development and you know backstory and subtext it just continued moving and the the best example of this is Hugh Jackman's character I'm gonna spoil Missing Link go, go ahead I'm I don't not, think yeah. I know you don't care and I can't not with with this discussion Hugh Jackman's character um is basically he's like I just want to get into this gentleman's club of of hunters of adventurers pretty much and my only motivation for this is because they told me I couldn't be in it that's it no other deeper motivation no like I need to prove myself to the, uh, someone else blah, blah 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 I in my insane storytelling brain started giving him other character things that were not there. Sure. I probably would have done the same thing. (laughs) There were, and this is very much a period piece in that it takes place in like, I don't even know when, but it's a, it's a old timey period. Right. A a time period in which getting on a train and going into a mountain and hunting a a mythical creature would be like fairly understandable for like someone who's like, rich and bored yes, exactly <laughs> exactly so there's also the character um i can't think of adelina i think her name is adelina who gamora he... yes gamora uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's always saldana it's, yes, so, it's gamora. Gamora. <laughs> so, so adelina and frost right who is hugh jackman they have a past together right so they dated but then adelina married frost's like 
friend? Best friend? I don't even I don't even know. I couldn't tell you if it was his best friend, his colleague, his friend. I don't know. But she marries him. Sounds like an ex-boyfriend yeah. to me. Sounds like that would make this story way more interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Right? Like... Okay. So, so <laughs> Adelina marries this guy who was something to Frost. And then that guy dies. Now, every time. Which means that there's like no. Okay. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, Frost killed him. Frost killed him. And like, I, good on you, Laika, for making your hero also a bad guy. Because that can happen. That can happen in stories. And it can still be a good story. But no. He just really liked Adelina. So and, and that's like by why... having and by having her husband dead, there's yeah. no like conflicting motivation at all. No. Because guess what? You you can marry a widow. Yeah. You can date a widow. Yeah. And they do and they and they start <laughs> oh. to rekindle their love for each other. So I'm like, gross. I don't like this. This makes me really uncomfortable. And like Devin brings up the fact that because the re- the way I was getting the reason why I was getting this this feeling that he killed Aldis, which was her husband, is that anytime she would bring him up or anytime she brought up the funeral that Frost did not go to, he would like make a twitch, like they would they would his face would twitch in a way, which like beautiful. Leica, you know how to make animated movies, a- animated film, and you're you're beautiful. I love you so much. Um, even if I didn't enjoy Missing Link, I enjoyed watching Missing Link. I mean, Link. one, and also uh, one, one drop, one dropped ball out of what, five <laughs> movies we mentioned? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like... So it's just, he had, he had like these little twitches that would make, that made me think there was more there. But Devin did bring up the fact of, well, she married his friend, like, and his friend started dating the woman that he loved. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yes, he deserves to be a little upset because that's upsetting, you know. So, but I'm like, like okay, it's only cool. it's only a conflict if they make it a conflict, though. If they're not doing enough <laughs> to actually push that feeling, yeah. like you can't yeah. let that yeah, no. simmer underneath and then never yeah. talk about it because yeah. that's not that's not creating conflict. Mm-hmm. That's creating an annoying thing that gets you to focus on the wrong thing during the movie. <laughs> the other piece of background and storytelling that I completely made up based on little words that literally meant nothing was I went half of the movie thinking that one of the big reveals was that Frost was going to be gay. And the reason why he was like so dedicated, because it's in a time period where if you came out as gay, you were either killed or, like, imprisoned, or, you know, hurt, and, like, it was not a time where you could be open and and free about who you were. So I thought his whole motivation and, like, his whole reasoning for kind of being sleazy towards Adelina and for trying to get into this men's group was to feel included and to, um feel like a like a quote like feel like a man because he's like I can't be who I am I need to fit in some other way and I thought what it was going to be is that no because it even though this time period exists and it's you know you people couldn't be who they were it's it's a movie it is a fiction movie 
you can make the story what you want. So what I thought the resolution was going to be is that you now have a group of you know you now have a family of your own where you can be yourself because you're hanging out with a sasquatch who is going to be himself he is not going to hide who he is he is not going to try and fit in somewhere where he does not fit he is going to live his life the way he lives his life and you can do that too and that so like that's what i thought the story was going to be and no, <laughs> he's just a sleaze ball when it comes towards to Adelina, <clears throat> and it I like I'm like that. I don't know. It I it it would have been a better. I feel like it would have been a better story, and also a good story for kids to be like. You can be yourself, even if everybody is telling you no. It's okay because you're going to find people who are going to accept you. And no. That did not, there was like, there was nothing. There was nothing like that in Missing Link. Yeah, that's such a, that's and such a bummer really because, upset. yeah, it's such a bummer because Leica, Leica usually does these deeper stories and it kind of sounds like what they did with this was, this was their like, they, they've never had huge financial success. Like they yeah. came out I, fairly strong with Coraline from what I remember, but like they have never been able to kind of reach that again. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like maybe this time they were like, let's do as basic a story as we like the most mainstream basic story mm-hmm. we can and try and do And it still didn't work for them because yeah. <laughs> they came in, they came in with less money than I think they beat Hellboy, but they definitely didn't get past Shazam <laughs> this weekend. No, uh. but there, cause and there was a moment where Adelina, like, I really hope that's her name. I'm going to really feel bad if it was if that's not her name. But Ad- there's a moment where Adelina and Frost get pushed together because they're on a ship together and it's rocky. They get pushed together and she says something along the lines of you you need to like be honest with yourself or something like that. And you need to actually like act upon what who you are as a person. And I was like, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be where, like, he like he, he reveals that he's gay. Like, this is going to be it. This is going to be beautiful, and I'm going to cry. And it's going to be beautiful, and I'm going to be very happy. Because thank you, Leica, for, you know, tackling this. And, you know, doing something about this. And no, he just then went and talked to the Sasquatch, Susan, about, hey, yeah, I'm going to get you to your home. I'm I'm a creep. <laughs> I'm a creep towards women. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. 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 It I don't know. <clears throat> it just made me sad. <laughs> well then, let's move on from that because I think you had a much more positive experience. I did! Uh, with Hellboy. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. I don't again, we don't need to ever talk about Rotten Tomatoes again on this. No show, but no. oh my god, like I, I cannot believe, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. <laughs> just in general. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I am not surprised at like some of the critical reaction it got. Yeah, and I was actually I was talking to someone at work, funny enough, about this recently, and like kind of talking about why it didn't seem to do better because. I'll give you a, a, like this is the most anecdotal, non-real answer, obviously, because the money, it like 
goes completely against this, but it seemed busier at the theater the night Hellboy came out. I'll tell you that much than yeah. it did when Shazam came out. I'm sure. Because Hellboy, it's going to get... It's going to get the people who like Hellboy, like the character of Hellboy, who like superhero movies, and who like horror movies, let's be honest, and who just want to have a good time. It's going to get a lot of people to go see this movie. (laughs) So, yeah, whereas Shazam, it's like, yep, we're going to get the people who like Zachary Levi and like DC. And yet, unfortunately... (laughs) Hellboy made $12 million. Um, But money aside, I don't really care about that. But um, Hellboy has and has always been kind of a niche comic and like a niche fan base. So like that's not surprising. And I think there was probably still some animosity with people that they were doing a Hellboy movie without Guillermo del Toro, which just I'm sorry. It happens, guys. But don't worry about it. Hellboy has always been like has always been a series that did not have like a huge overarching story to it like it had its runs but you know it, had, it does all of its it does all sorts of short stories and stuff so you could have a hellboy movie that is just a short story <laughs> yeah but no uh. it, it was so much fun and it it had like this crazy king arthur storyline and it just checks a lot of boxes for me that and it was just the right like the right uh amount of fantasy um violence and like grotesqueness and like it opens up and i thought i was watching a frank miller like i thought i was watching sin sin city because it has color isolation it has the beautiful like terrible blood effects that i love that that are are so prevalent in Sin City that I just love. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then it just goes on from there. <laughs> I'm just, this is such an insane ride, and I'm having so much fun. And it was just the better, the better, um, I'm going to find myself story. <laughs> I'm going to find who I truly am. Which, that's how, also how Missing Link and Hellboy were connected is that they both at their baseline is you need to find out who you are and some people in order to find who out find who they are they need to go on these crazy insane journeys or quests and hellboy (laughs) handled it so much better than missing link and that's crazy to me all it took was david harbour getting so beefed up but it, it it did and it, it, right. and it had you know those 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 character backstories and those that character development that was lacking in missing link i didn't have to make up better story plots for hellboy <laughs> <laughs> than in missing link to mia jovovich my... like a, a witch of some kind why do you need anything more than mia jovovich as a bad guy yeah, first no, of all no. <laughs> <laughs> to make up story to make missing link enjoyable for myself you've lost you've lost oh man but yeah no hellboy was fantastic yeah i'm gonna try and uh i want to try and get to it this week uh because i've been hearing like that's that that's the nice thing is that like everybody who i've heard saw it has enjoyed it i have not i've seen a few reviews that were in the other direction but everybody i like have talked to about it 
has seemed to have a lot of fun and with I'm it. Sure, like, that's all I need from that. And I'm sure we'll go, because I'm sure you're going to see it at some point this week, and I'm sure we'll go deeper into it next week. But because there's some stuff that I want to get into, <laughs> but it's going to take some talking. So cool. But yeah. All right. Um, yeah. That was my week. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, we started recording late today we did. and we have been going for over an hour, yes. which I think means it's time to wrap it up. Yep. So I can go play. I also got Sekiro from uh, oh, from, oh, from, yes. from Devin. Yep. So I'm trying that out. We'll see how that works, because like I'm not a huge Dark Souls fan. I kind of liked Bloodborne enough, but like I don't know why I thought I was going to be the one to come into this thing and be like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll like it. Don't worry about it. That's yeah. how I trick myself with every Dark Souls and From Software <laughs> game. Everyone that comes out and, and like that, too, because there's like a sci-fi. There's ones from like other companies that have tried to copy them. Yeah. Uh, like Neo and The Surge, both games that I've bought and played for like two hours and gone. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself because I just don't like this. Yeah. And sure enough, Devin was like, well, don't waste the money this time. Just borrow my copy of Sekiro. Good, good. So hopefully by next week I'll have more to say on that too. (laughs) Uh. Jeez. But yes, uh, look out. Be on the lookout. Like we said in the beginning of the episode, be on the lookout. Friday we are going to be streaming. uh, It's the Say Report family streaming. It's going to be our first, like, family stream. I think, right? We haven't yes. streamed. Yeah, it's going to be our first family yeah, stream. Yeah, no, because Seijin wasn't with us for Kingdom Hearts. Well, he was no. there in the comments he yelling about Simba a lot, yeah. but, you know. Uh, <laughs> Simba! Um, um, but, yeah, so it's going to be the first Say Report family stream. Uh, it's going to be insane. twitch.tv slash the Say Report, yes. all one word, all yeah. lowercase, all that. It will also be theoretically auto-hosting on my on my channel. And mine. Which is, Still gaming story, Zach, even though I don't run that blog anymore or Twitch or use Twitch very often, <laughs> but that still exists. Uh, and so. we'll, once I get it, once I set it up, it'll be auto hosting on my page, which is Shark Guitar. Um, and it will be auto hosting on Devin's page, which is Fox Zero. And it'll be auto hosting, hopefully, on Siegen's page, which is Siege versus the World. Is it? I didn't actually know he had it. I, I didn't know, know he had a Twitch page I'm set up. Assuming... We assume we assume that he has a Twitch page called Seizures the if World. That's, if that's not your Twitter page, uh, your your Twitch page, oh, you should correct us. What I love about that, what I love about that is that we assume his will be the same like name that he has everywhere else, and mine is not. My my Twitch page is not under your whiskey, so I don't know why we would just assume well, he had it under. I'm his. also basing it off of like his comments on the Kingdom Hearts stream. Which was from Siege versus the World. Oh, that's right. He would have had to so, have an account for that. Yeah. Okay, you're smarter than me. There we go. <laughs> forgot about all of that. Oh. You brought it up. <laughs> no, I mean I forgot. Like, yeah. That he was commenting with. No, Siege I the World. like like that he would be. Con- no, like I didn't like connect in my head that oh if he's commenting on Twitch, <laughs> obviously that means he has an account with Twitch. Brilliant. Duh. Brilliant. Oh God. But yes. Be on the lookout for that. We'll be tweeting about it. Um. Follow us on Twitter at Say Report Junior. Follow us on YouTube, Say Report Junior. And follow us individually on Twitch. Uh, I mean, on Twitter. God, there's too many T words. Oh, um, good thing Tumblr's not around anymore. I mean, it's around, but nobody wants it anymore. Nobody <laughs> uh, but I am at Dale's Brain. And I am at Zer Whiskey. Woohoo! Ow! <laughs> you okay over there? I just stepped on the headphone cable. Oh, oh, let's gosh. go get ice cream. I need yeah, it. We're done. I need we're it. done. Take it away, Liz. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. 
And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.